Hi guys, I hope everyone's okay. Um, happy new moon in Lord knows what sign. There's a new moon. Um, and welcome to another episode of this podcast. And I keep saying end, okay? And I, I've started started this podcast episode like three times and I'm not gonna do it four times <laughs> just because fuck that you know what helped is that this podcast um had three different versions this is the third the first one was just in format of videos and the second one was live live podcasts which I feel like I might want to do that again um and I'm happy because by starting this channel just for a podcast, um, I have the ability to go live anytime I want, so it's kind of cool. Um, but in this podcast, I want to talk about something transcendental that um, that I... It's like an information I connected with yesterday. An information that I really needed to connect with. Me, my soul, really needed desperately um and it's funny because you know we're still in those very like thin veal energies from october and what with the 11 11 portal and now you know with the new moon i mean i don't know about you but i'm feeling like there's a lot in the air that we are grasping like freaking crabs <laughs> this is a crab a spiritual crab <laughs> um like information is so easy to grasp literally like you set the intention of receiving a healing and you get it you set the intention of receiving a breakthrough and you get it and uh yeah everything is up for grabs so um yesterday i was sort of writing down my intentions for what i wanted to manifest you know in this new moon cycle um and as i was writing i actually got like a breakthrough while writing so i journal a lot and i've i have like just too many journals, um, one after the other, of course. But I actually journaled all about it, so I might be like reading it to you, kind of. Um, but in this episode, what I want to talk about is, just like the title says, it's all in the feeling. And you're probably like, oh God, it's gonna be one of those. I heard that so many times. Oh shit. You know what? If you're here, you're probably very familiar with the notion of it's gonna come back around, okay? Um, you think you understood something, but in reality, <laughs> it comes back again and again and again, like at different times of your life where, where you really need to reconnect with this information, with your new found um with your with with your newfound consciousness you know 
Um, so now you vibrate higher, you have released a lot, and you have come to a higher level of consciousness and understanding. And you're ready for this information to be ingested again, but with like new depth, you know? And so, because I've been trying certain things a lot of different times and it just seemed like I was not ready for them. I guess I'm ready now, hopefully, because I just realized that I might be more ready now than I ever was before. Even if I'm not ready, you know, it's all about wiring in a new identity. But uh, um, I'm gonna cover my feet. It's kind of cold here. So in the past couple of days slash weeks, I have been like accepting and um, understanding just how sensitive emotionally and generally how sensitive I am. So I'm a life path number two, 11 come you know, 11 slash two or something. Um, depending on how you calculate it, it's <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> so I don't know, it's like everything. <laughs> but if I'm a life path 11, God damn. Um, also number two is a big one. And so there's like a lot of, uh, a lot of vibrations of sensitivity, of partnership, of, um, relationships and uh, artistic abilities and anyways I'm not gonna go into that but I've just been discovering just how sensitive I was born you know and how along the years you know being sensitive was just not okay it was like being weak and I had to be strong, I was told to be strong, I was shown to be strong, and to my own demise, right? Because, you know, all you want is to be accepted for who you are, and um, on the contrary, you are not, because you're born into a family that's gonna um, really teach you who you are, but through contrast, right? So. I was never really accepted in my um, emotions. My emotions were too emotional. <laughs> or, yeah, I was just not received in my emotions. And so there was a lot of like lack of emotional support. And um, that being said, I also was able to, in the past few weeks slash days, to start discerning the difference between oversensitivity and just sensitivity. And I, I wish I had in my mind like two different words to kind of um, identify these two things, but let's just say that sensitivity, you can sense you know, energetic subtleties, you can just sense, right? Like you capture information more, um, more accurately, more refinedly than other people. But there's also oversensitivity where 
you're probably too sensitive for your own sake. And I noticed a couple of areas in my life where I was too sensitive. Uh, for example, I'm really sensitive to sounds. Um, whether it's noise, whether it's people's voices and tonality and just how like loud it can be, um, traffic, any, any kind of sound just bothers the shit out of me, just disrupts my energy. So there's that, but I was also oversensitive to, um, what was that? Mm, oversensitive to what people thought of me, to other people's opinions. And, and I realized that, you know, you are born overly sensitive because you need to build a thicker skin, <laughs> build better boundaries. And, <laughs> and it all kind of came together. To be honest, like, you know, the more you heal stuff, the more you start understanding, like, why certain things are the way that they are. Um, I can't even see my screen because of the glare of the sun. <laughs> and uh, I, I hope to bring you some maybe mindsets or questions that you can ask yourself like where are you oversensitive in life and what do you think the gift of this oversensitivity could be like what is this teaching you so for example um i'm gonna take you through the process of my the two oversensitivities that i identified um one of them being oversensitivity to people's opinions like i was hurt and no matter what people said i was bullied like you know from almost everybody well into my adult well not really but you know some of the bullies in high school even <laughs> took advantage of facebook um during the first year of university and uh, they just didn't seize, <laughs> kept on going. Um, but yeah, it just felt like I didn't have any um, energetic boundary or self-defense that I would just allow all these opinions to hurt the fuck out of me. And so taking myself through this oversensitivity, I realized that I had learned over the years, well, over the last three years, over the last few months, actually, to grow thicker skin, like allow some of the opinions or a lot of the opinions to not bother me and just become this person who's like unbothered, not give a damn, like, okay, well, great, you hate it cool a goodbye and you know it's great and not to say that i won't receive constructive criticism like there's a fine line between like hey you're giving me advice and you're giving me something to better myself versus like you're being judgmental and just projecting your own stuff right so some of us a lot of us 
are meant to put ourselves out there, put, put something into the world, however form it might take, and we are supposed to grow thicker skin, just learn how to brush things off. And for a lot of us, we're born very sensitive to these things. They hurt us. Um, even the, the slightest look or stare will just throw you off balance and make you think you are the <laughs> shittiest fuck of all shits. <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe I'm not supposed to curse. I don't know what the YouTube guidelines are on cursing and I will research that. But, but yeah, so that oversensitivity has taught me to grow thicker skin. Because you know what? People are not going to stop um, being people, <laughs> being human, being third dimensional. Um, but you can learn how to weave fifth dimensional, unconditional love to yourself and others into that third dimension, right? So you can hover, not hover, you can fly higher like an eagle and have like an overview and understand that, um, that, yeah, you can't change what is, right? People will project, that's just how things are. People will hate you. The more you come into the light and you, the more you come into your power, you will realize that you trigger the shit out of people because that's just how it is. Because people will get scared. Why? Because it's not the people, it's their ego. Just like your ego was probably triggered when someone would look at you as, as if they're fucking looking at your soul. You're like, fuck, they're gonna figure me out. They're gonna figure out how much of a loser I am. Stuff that I went through. I only talk from my experience, literally. So that was one oversensitivity. Another one is... Um, to sounds, right? And so I had this constant complaint that I hated all of the environments where I lived because they were so noisy, people were noisy. I have moved so many apartments from so many apartments while living in Montreal. Um, mainly, one of the main reasons was sound was because I was always bothered. And somehow, um, you know, I like I would go to friends and I lived with boyfriends and they just seemed not to be as bothered as me. And that would anger me so much. Like, how are you not bothered by this? Um, I just couldn't understand how that was okay. And, you know, to this day, to this day, sounds just throw me off balance. And please notice the language that I'm using because language, words are spells, right? Language, the way we phrase things tell us more about who we are than like just the general whatever the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> um, so saying throwing me off balance, right? meant that I need complete silence to feel balanced and at peace. And so having a lot of sounds for me represented like auditory chaos. It was just like a reflection of 
my inner chaos, right? Because the thing is, once you deal with something on the inside, it will not be outside anymore. And I'm not saying that one day once I heal that, I'm going to get into some kind of like um, sensory deprivation tank and call it my home. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying maybe I'll end up like moving somewhere with, you know, the kind of peace that I that I want and appreciate because I am not of the vibrational, I'm not a vibrational match to to chaos, right? So I was oversensitive to sound all my life so that I find my inner balance and my inner peace. And that came to me yesterday, probably. Yesterday or before yesterday. Because it really matters to you to know exactly when that came to me. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, big realizations, you know. It's like people who are allergic to stuff or uh, what do you call that? Multiple sensitivity, sensitive to smells. The thing is, I feel like whatever uh, this sensitivity is causing you, you're supposed to like transcend within yourself so that you don't have that sensitivity anymore so that you know once you put yourself out there it doesn't matter what people think it will not throw you off balance anymore you're gonna keep doing your shit no matter what because let's be honest you are sensitive to your own criticism you know it doesn't matter what people think, but if you keep being afraid of what people think, you will never put yourself out there. And I was, I, I, I work through that. I work through that. There are times where I go through bouts where I stop creating because, um, because of reasons. <laughs> because I'm too hard on myself and then and then just the mere fact that I have to put myself out there again then I think oh my god what are they gonna think now like oh there she goes trying something new I wonder how long it's gonna last this time but that's just like my my opinion and and whether people think it or not it, the seed is inside of me and so if if I don't attend to that inside me then it will keep being activated and lord knows what I'm gonna attract <sighs> like a nap or something <laughs> would be great right now um, yeah so that being said while writing my intentions for the new moon I guess it's a segue to the second topic that I wanted to talk about. This podcast is brought to you by the absence of the sun in Montreal. Absence of the sun almost every day. Okay. It's not almost every day. Sometimes it's a half a day. 
um, for consecutive days. So, wow, <laughs> I forgot something today. I'm supposed to be doing like a three-day cleanse where I only drink um, substance. That's pretty much it. And also I'm like detoxing from social media. But uh, I actually ate like physical food. So now that's out there in the world. Um, it's funny. I have stuck a paper that I printed on my wall and it's a paper where there's like a chart of levels of consciousness by David R. Hawkins and it's pretty much it pretty much tells you like you know different emotions different feelings different like states of being um, have different uh, frequencies right and so depending on the frequency you're sitting on, you're sitting in, um, it's either a more forceful frequency, like you're still operating from a place of I want something rather than I am the thing that I want and things just naturally come to me. And so you're probably operating more from a place of force rather than power. Um, and... And so that kept coming back into my life through videos. Um, one of the people that, that I watched recently talking about that kind of stuff is uh, Aaron Dowdy on his channel. He like loves to talk about that stuff. Literally every video he has that chart up. <laughs> um, he preaches what he praises. Anyways. Um, and so I have that chart on my <laughs> on my wall and yesterday I started like researching something I'm not sure what I was researching and I come across videos from David R. Hawkins I'm like what the hell that name rings a bell and then I look at the chart and there's his name on the chart and I'm like okay mm, interesting and uh, so so he was talking about how, you know, how feelings sometimes, okay, that's my interpretation of it. Like, I feel and I know for a fact that you can become addicted to certain emotions. Because, first of all, when you feel an emotion, the meaning that you give that emotion about yourself and about the world can give you a payoff, right? Like, let's say you, you keep being angry at a certain person and um, the good thing about being angry um, is like, it just kind of gives you a sense of I am better than them, um, they're wrong, I'm right, um, they are the cause of my despair and they make my life hard and so in a way you're never gonna take responsibility for your life your emotions and and that it's all up to you to get yourself out of the situation and so you keep being angry at the person um, and so you know there's a payoff for why you are angry you know 
or let's say you're in a situation that you hate but you never seem to get yourself out of it and so the payoff is well if i change my situation then i don't know that i act that i can actually like get anything better or I feel like if I do change my situation, I'm gonna work so much harder and then I'm gonna burn out. And so it's better for me here because I don't have much to do. Stuff like that. So any situation or feeling, sensation that you're in repetitively that you can't seem to get yourself out of, the reason is that shit is bringing you something good in a way. It's kind of fucked up, but... But that's why there are certain patterns and people and situations that we can't let go of as easily as one, two, three. It's more like uh, four, five, six. No. Um, and so he was talking about payoff and he was talking about like negative emotions and how sometimes we like to bathe in them longer than we should rather than just feeling them and then allowing them to move through us and so that we can let go and come back to a natural osmosis positive state. A natural positive osmosis state. A natural... Whatever. Just sounded better in my brain. And uh, yeah, it had been a few days where I was thinking about how it was so interesting that I kept circling back into, into like states of being. And it just seemed that those states of being were very familiar. And it kind of felt like the whole lineage on both sides of my like my father and mother just seemed that there was this like generational despair and um worthlessness and depression that was just passed on like this like martyrhood um just like different feelings and and stagnation and just like a package like a package deal of oppressive feelings and and I would keep thinking of how like how none of us got out of it and how um, some people in my family actually attracted like horrible horrible lives literally just completely desolate lives because they were stuck in that pattern because you know they didn't have the tools to get out and maybe just maybe that they had practiced those feelings so long that they found their comfort in that feeling and so what i'm saying is you get so used to being a certain way to feeling a certain way to being a certain someone that you adapt right we adapt and you just adapt to being that person to being um in a state of chaos like that becomes your normal or being in a state of emotional abuse that becomes your normal you know you saw your parents being treated that way and and it's just like well this is love this is relationships or um you know, you grew up in lack and so much so that you just became comfortable in lack. You're like, you know what? It's good that way. That that way I'm not gonna like be used and betrayed and abused and then, you know, there's always that payoff. 
that you get from being where you don't want to be. Um, and so that being said, I like that I can change my position just like that, cover my feet. But that being said, that was on my mind for quite a couple of days, how, um, just how powerful of manifestors we are and how powerful of a manifestor I am because I manifested complete stagnation in my life. Just, um, see, that's the thing. Even in stagnation, we think that our lives have come to a halt, that nothing is happening, that we're not manifesting anything. When in contrary, I am manifesting a shit ton of this stagnation, a ton of it, a ton of like, not going anywhere, nothing happening. And so that, all of that that we spoke about until now led me to this realization that I'm going to talk to you about now, is that it's all in a feeling. And if I was able to adapt or like along the generations, if we were able to adapt to feeling like shit, to feeling depressed and feeling stuck and feeling suffocated by our circumstances and like we are hopeless and powerless and all of that good stuff, right? That is not true, but that unfortunately back then the veal was completely, um, we were covered in, we were in the matrix, okay? And there was like no way we could, unless you're like this monk that meditated for years or a nun or I don't know. Um, it was impossible for people to realize their sovereignty and um, reconnect with their own power and to understand their multidimensionality and to know that there's a way out, right? And that this way out is from within first. So I may be reading a little bit, but I feel like I wrote it down very well. So I wrote down my list of manifestations for the uh, new moon and you know I invite abundance happiness and peace inside first um, so I had written like a whole page before that but I was kind of like starting to go in the flow with the flow at the end of that page and it felt like like that was the first thing that I wrote that was like oh okay inside first mm. and and I had written like a lot of manifestation lists before but I never wrote one quite like this one um, and this one is asking for a lot of stuff to happen on the inside rather than the outside. So that kind of took me by surprise. And so I wrote something like, 
Um, yes, I may not have any idea how I'm going to manifest that, but I don't want to search for it anymore because I feel like I'm forcing it and pushing it by affirming that I need it. So I hardwired the feeling of abundance, hope, freedom, of choice, forgiveness, compassion, care, nurture, la la la. Because how I feel on the inside is the only thing that truly matters. It's my real abundance. So my path to abundance has quite transformed in the last years. You may not know my story, but I, um, when I first woke up, it was in 2017. That was my spiritual awakening. Yes, I'm a late bloomer. Sue me, but I caught up to all of you. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, I had an amazing job back then it's it sounded amazing back then in a very um good visual effects company an amazing salary an amazing apartment a boyfriend that i truly thought that we were gonna get married um what else i had a lot of savings um yeah life seemed pretty great on the surface and I want to say on the surface because lo and behold under the surface was like a lot of mm, poop and um, seemed to have it all and you know abundance was uh, the surface level illusion right that I was abundant that I had this amazing condo apartment um, and I was able to buy myself anything without um worrying and it just I felt very free and I felt very abundant um, but it was an illusion because I didn't feel it from the inside those outside things were providing me with that feeling right and lo and behold little by little I started losing each and every one of these things on my list and even more. Um, the spirit had a plan. Spirit had a plan. And that plan was to reconnect me with inside. Um, with the feeling inside. I had grew to become disconnected. Forceful. Um, <sighs> defensive. I just... I was so disconnected from who I was on the inside and I was grabbing on to things from the outside to give me a meaning and a purpose and an identity that it was time for me to lose it all because through loss I was to understand and learn connection to me, to spirit, connection to the real thing that will allow these things to be attracted to me once I start feeling this on the inside. So I was writing that and when I wrote, because how I feel on the inside is the only
only thing that truly matters. I was in a place where I was writing all of that, the manifestations, and I'm like, dude, it just feels like I keep writing the same fucking list. And trust me, like I can pull up so many lists and go through them, not in the podcast, but just realize that I've just been circling them. Um, I None of them really truly happened, you know, on the physical or inside. And uh, yeah, I would manifest a lot of healing. My consciousness has transformed. My self-love has just bloomed and blossomed. But... There were still things that were so big that I would just not be able to put my finger on them. And so as soon as I wrote that, something shifted inside. I'm like, who the fuck is writing that? That that how I feel on the inside is the only thing that truly matters? And I'm just like, hell yeah. Yeah, it's the only thing that matters. Because why the fuck am I chasing all these things on the outside anyways? It's for me to feel good. It's for me to feel happy, safe, um, free, abundant, loved, like I belong, secure, whatever, you know, all these things. The only thing that really matters is for me to feel them on the inside because that's the only thing I'm going to take with me when I die. And that is my true abundance, my inner state of being, my consciousness, my um, inner balance, my inner peace, my inner abundance, my inner love. This is literally the only thing that matters. Take, take everything you want from me. Everything. Physically. Take that, take my bed, take my clothes, leave me like a towel maybe. Um, what do you want? Take my computer, take my phone, take my whole place. How I feel on the inside, you cannot take. You will never be able to take that. And so, how I feel inside is my only true abundance. And I wrote that yesterday. My whole fucking life shifted. And I'm going to keep reading this text. Literally, I think I'm going to type it and put it out there and somehow put the reminder of literally going back there and feeling that. Reading it. Affirming it. Because I had been stuck in a cycle of wanting to heal myself to be better. And I kept reaffirming that, um, that I'm not better. I kept reaffirming the suffering, reaffirming the past, reaffirming old identities and being stuck. And so I was pulling myself back. I always felt like I was going in that direction, right? Like, look at the video, right? Like up and above. But then I was also pulling myself in a direction where I, like, who the fuck is pushing me there? Me, right? I felt torn, like just torn, like, Dude, I'm meant to be there, and no, actually, I'm, like, right here. What the fuck? And, uh, yeah, I... That was that was what it was. I had created all that stagnation. Um, because I was doing something right. Like, one of my mentors taught me, um, you are successfully creating the misery that you are in. 
You are a creator. You're going to create shit situations. You create everything. You know, yes, certain things are out of your control. Like how things happen. Um, But on a higher level, you have scripted a lot of things. And I might have scripted that period for myself to really truly realize that actually what truly matters is me on the inside. So I might want to continue reading. And as I was writing this, I got like an ear ringing. My ear started ringing. And so that was confirmation from spirit. At least I interpreted it that way. So the only thing I care about is how I feel. Please take that for yourself too. The only thing you should be caring about is how you feel. Um, Because if you don't feel good, then the world around you will reflect that. Trust me. Just like it did for me. It reflected exactly how I felt on the inside. And and it doesn't matter what I would get from the outside. It would never change it. Nothing would ever change it. I could go out and meet everyone. I could um, be in the best place ever. But, you know, the, the inner stuff would never last. Ever. So... I'm the only one that can provide those positive states of minds to me. No amount of money, no number of friends, no job, no apartment, no nothing can provide me with this. It starts on the inside. This is like basic law of attraction stuff. Basic cause and consequence. The cause is inside first, right? Like Mahatma Gandhi said, it starts as a belief. A belief becomes a thought. A thought becomes action. Or thought becomes words, words become action, action becomes habit, habit becomes a value, and value becomes legacy or something. But it starts as a belief. And so, you know, you wire these beliefs of, I am, I I feel happy, I I believe I can be happy, you know, because if you don't feel happy, then you might have some beliefs sabotaging this happiness. So I'm going to, um, actually, as I was writing, I was realizing that all I wanted in my life was to feel happy. And, and as soon as I would, there was something in me that would kind of rob me of this happiness. And so throughout my life, I was not very supported in my happiness. So when I would feel happy, well, someone else around me was not. And so it was very difficult for me to keep with that happiness because as an empath and you're born overly sensitive, then your inner state of balance when you're a child kind of depends on everybody, you know, kind of depends on your dad. So if your dad is angry and yelling at everybody, well, it's going to disrupt the whole energetic field. It's going to make you feel like it's not safe to be happy right now because you know what? Nobody's going to receive you in your happiness. And happiness was always fleeting. It was always that thing that was sort of fake, like on the surface. Like, oh my God, we're all happy now, but who knows what's going to happen later. (laughs) You know? Um, So it was never like, we never like settled in. That happiness never felt safe. You're always walking on eggshells. You don't know when somebody's mood swings are going to 
blow up, you know, it's like a fuse and you never know when you're gonna. So no wonder there's a bit of rewiring that's gonna have to happen on the inside on why I deserve to be happy or why I deserve to feel abundant. Um, so yeah. And it starts somehow, somewhere, sometime. And the only someone who can start all of this is me, right? And I was on the right track just writing that. Just writing that, I was already moving things forward. And I understand it won't be linear, right? It's um, what I see happening is over the course of 2021, is when I'm gonna find my inner balance, my inner peace, my inner love, my inner abundance, my inner attraction to myself, um, my inner... Yeah, just like all these good things that, that I want to feel. My security, my nurturing, my groundedness. And the thing is, along the years, the more, the less I felt all those good things the more I exited my body and so there's this like double work to be done to gain connection and a presence in my body along the way because the less good it felt to be in my body the less safe it felt well the more disconnected I would grow from my body the more disconnected I would grow from my feelings so it was like a triad or like a combo of all these things that led into the ultimate disconnection of self and of therefore abundance of love of like all the good stuff crazy so and i continued writing but if feeling good needs breaking the cycle and habit of feeling bad then i guess it starts as a belief there's a belief in me that doesn't think feeling good is okay or allowed or encouraged or possible or even deserved. Feeling good comes naturally, you know, when, when you're a child, you just feel good. It's just like this natural state of spirit is to be good, right? When you die, um, you shed your emotional body or at least you forget, um, you just go into a state of bliss immediately higher dimensional beings are they just some of them are in such a high dimension that they don't understand emotion <laughs> they're like i don't fucking know what their deal is or they probably do they you know um but that's why ascended masters that have walked earth have so much compassion to what we go through because they have lived in this very dense reality So if feeling good comes naturally, then the belief of, you know, not deserving, not encouraging, feeling good can be found and healed. Um, and then I went on to write about my ancestors. I wrote, hey family and ancestors, past lives, me and aspects of me from this life. We're addicted to the bad. We got stuck in the past. We even think that anything we want won't come to us without a fight, a struggle, suffering, sacrifice, if at all. 
you know, that anything worth making us feel good will come with the fight and the struggle and, like, suffering. But we simply don't know. None of us do. Um, none of us tried. And if we did, we were proved right because that's what we believed inside. There is no loss, only connection. There is no absolute, only change. And we are in control even when we're not. By responding with grace, flexibility, humility, poise, wisdom, love, compassion, understanding, truth. By adapting and being at home inside. I do a lot of like 20,000 words in a row. So at home inside. It feels like a warm blanket while watching a movie, hugged by a loved one, at home inside. It feels enriching, like a great insight, invigorating, like a beautiful landscape. Loving, like a smile or a hug, understanding, like a friend. At home inside, I am my own best friend by listening and holding and understanding, being patient and loving and nourishing and nurturing myself. It's a feeling of peace, of presence, of uh, rest. It feels like being happy or content, aware but comfortable, free, energized. And all of that, but inside my body. So it's all in a feeling. I feel abundant. I feel peaceful. I feel valuable, beautiful, loved and lovable, worthy, attractive, comfortable, and all the good stuff. It's nice to say I am this and that. But honestly, today I make I feel my new heaven. Because I felt it all. The good, the bad, the ugly. I got addicted to the bad. It had benefits. It became good and safe and comfortable. Well, not anymore. I'm breaking free. Just like one breaks free from any addiction, right? The shackles of the mind. The shackles and the curses of the ancestral lineage. And so it is. So that's what I wrote. Um, I'm gonna end this podcast on this note. I hope that this brought you a new level of understanding and that that made you think and planted a seed within your consciousness. All that matters is how you feel. The rest will just fly to you. And... Trust me, no amount of force will ever bring you anything, at least anything that will last. Because force brings stuff, you know, force does, it really does. Um, but power, you know, like the levels of consciousness chart. David R. Hawkins, if you're searching for that, um, print it, put it on your wall, 
and just keep keep going at it keep um, finding your highest excitement keep making how you feel your priority because trust me I made everything a priority and I forgot how I felt I gaslighted myself I was so disconnected from my inside that I kept on seeking things on the outside for me to feel good on the inside. And that cycle was so hard to break because it's as though I needed all of that hardship for me to finally understand. And there's a difference, right? There's a difference between like understanding and having your breakthrough and insight and now taking the conscious decision to, okay, well, this is it. I'm going to change that. I want to change that. I want to change how I feel on the inside and I'm going to make this a priority. And how do I make this a priority? And, and why, why do I not allow myself to make this a priority? All that, all that stuff. You know, there's like gaps and change is a process and it takes different steps and those different steps will happen over time, which is why I'm setting the intention for 2021 for it to be the year where I do um, find that inner balance within me and therefore, you know, attract everything that I want because the universe knows what I want. Hell, I freaking have a list of what I want. <laughs> But if I don't feel the way what I want will make me feel, then what am I doing? What are you doing? What are we doing? So thank you for watching this podcast and I will see you in the next one.